and welcome to another edition of IDS Talks. My name is Jonathan Sachs, Chief Revenue Officer at IDS, and I'm joined by Hunter McMahon, IDS's CEOO and official lover of coffee. I do enjoy a good cup of coffee. Uh, I was not going to say lover of long distance runs. Uh, maybe we'll get into that, but I knew I was safe with coffee. I do not love long distance runs, though I have been doing them. So we'll we'll, we'll talk about that, but uh, let's let our, our listeners at least know why we're here today. And we're here today to talk about transportation data and whether it is the right route for a favorable outcome. So, uh, well, I feel like saying welcome, Hunter. I've already done that, but welcome, Hunter, to IDS Talks. <laughs> Thanks for having me. All right. Look, everyone's going to be wondering, why does Hunter, why are we talking about long distance runs, but Hunter doesn't like them? So, let's just get that taken care of. So, I am currently training for the London Marathon, which will happen in 20 days. So, April 23rd, I will... Instead of taking transportation 26.2 miles, I will be taking my own transportation uh, and completing that race. So looking forward to it. But the training has been something special. Nice. Now, uh, you know, some of our listeners are probably first timers and hopefully we've got some longtime listeners. Uh, for those who uh, perhaps are newer to our IDS Talks podcasts, um, they may not have seen you on some prior podcasts, either as a guest or as uh, the host slash moderator. So, um Tell us a little bit about yourself other than coffee and long distance runs. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I have both a legal and a tech background. Uh, when I originally joined IDS, I was the director of data analytics and really focused my area of specialty in structured data. Uh, so I have worked on many transportation related cases, uh, taking the various streams of data or the various types of data layering them together uh, and to help clients tell a story. So uh, back in uh, January 2020, I took on the role of COO, uh, still have my uh, share of fun with client matters from time to time, uh, but these days focus on the business as well. Interesting. Well, you know, let's jump right into the transportation conversation. I will be the uh, I'll be the first to tell a uh, uh, brief story related to transportation, Hunter. I grew up uh, part of my life in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And for those who um, are old enough, they will remember the movie Convoy. Hunter, you may not have known about it. It involved Rubber Duck and his uh, 18-wheeler. That was his CB handle. Uh, And I distinctly remember um, sitting up at an elevated point and watching as they filmed Convoy. Uh, so it was a convoy of 18 wheelers going down the interstate. Uh, and then when I saw the movie, I thought it was super cool that I saw them filming it. But very yeah. cool. I uh, I did have a CB back in high school and I was gold nugget because I was a little gold Honda Accord. I did not know that. Very cool. Learn something new every day. Gold you said gold, gold nugget, right? Not gold, gold nugget. nugget. Okay, gold nugget. It was, it was a small little Honda Accord that uh, was was gold in color. I had a blue Volvo station wagon, which would not be referred to anything like a nugget or a value. Um, in fact, I had a driver's side door that my dad tried to self fix, and I think it involved a can of spray paint, so that driver's side door was uh, noticeable from great distance. 
Um, all right, but we're not here to talk about Gold Nugget or my old Vovo. Um, we wanted to talk to uh, I wanted to talk to you about data in the context of the transportation industry, and so I think it'll be most beneficial if we start with an understanding of the types of matters that the in that the transportation industry uh, faces. Fair enough. So uh, let, let's kind of classify this in a couple of of different buckets, if you will. There's obviously accidents that happen from time to time uh, that need investigations. And so when you have two vehicles that are in an accident and both drivers are in play, uh, you never know when you have a distracted driver, either on the company side or the other side, as well as all of their vehicle data. Now, their vehicle data could be very limited. We have a case right now where it is an old pickup truck that had no vehicle data. You could have insurance uh, data that is part of that data set. So a lot of insurance companies are offering the discounts now. So this may not be our clients or, or the, the transportation company's data itself. It could be the other party's data that you're looking at. As well as, of course, mobile data, we're looking at any kind of driver activity on that device, whether it be browsing Facebook, uh, posting a selfie as they were driving on one of the social media channels or texting. Inevitably, it still happens, as well as all of the data that is in the truck or the vehicle itself. So many transportation companies either have a mobile device enabled tra tracking system uh, that gives them information and insights about uh, deliveries, or they have uh, data sets that are coming from the truck directly. What were the brakes applied? How fast were the brakes applied? Uh, the onboard computer on the truck itself. All of that information could help us understand the story. Now, taking it a step in a dip, slightly different direction, we see a lot of employee disputes, uh, whether it is a wage and hour dispute. And so we're looking at how long were they driving? How long were they at a um, at a rest or meal and rest breaks or did they get meal and rest breaks as well as how long they were waiting? So waiting time is a common uh, frequently analyzed issue where they arrive on location, but they do not have the ability to drop uh, their delivery just yet. They have to wait for somebody else to accept it. So a lot of calculations going through that while layering together all of their HR and their pay data. As well as sometimes we've seen uh, a rise in uh, inquiries into whether or not there was equal distribution of jobs. So you've got a more transactional job type. How are those getting distributed across a group of folks? How is it getting uh, prioritized for certain individuals or not? And so a lot of this is about telling a story as to how the drive, what the drivers were doing and when the drivers were doing something. And that all, of, co of course, is focused on the drivers themselves. The, the corporations have their own series of investigations, just like any other company. Interesting. So, Hunter, we're talking about a number of data sources that are... Ones that involve potentially drivers, but is is not triggered or affected by what a. All right, let me ask the question again. So let, let me see if I can tell where you're going. Yeah. What what data sources are created by drivers as opposed to what data sources are a 
source from the driver's actions. So, yeah, but I want to I want to put a finer point on that word created. So in a lot of other types of matters, you're looking at emails, for example, and an email is a representation of what someone wanted to convey. But it's something that I think most people reread, want to make sure that there's no tone in. It can be much more influenced. It's not I'm not just trying to convey a fact to you, Hunter. I might be conveying a fact to you in a way that I want to have influence you. I want you to read it a certain way, interpret it a certain way. Whereas, did I hit the brakes? When did I hit the brakes? And how much brake pressure did I apply? Is created by me in that it's I'm the one who applied the brake pedal. But I can't influence in that in that same way that I would an email. Well, you could influence it by driving better, but that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Uh, so as we look at this data, there, there's a key element that we want to understand, and some of it is subjective input. So onboard computers and trucks, for example, uh, are user inputted information. It could be two individuals going back and forth about status or transportation. There are also messages that could be auto triggered based off of a series of results or a series of criteria you are going too fast. So a message was not initiated by corporate necessarily from a, I am typing this and sending it. It is something that says you exceeded X speed and therefore you get this alarm or this message. Understanding those and how those interactions happen is critical along with that, that information that is not subjective or not subject to your input, but rather just recorded itself. So you bring up the brakes. GPS is another good example. It's going to get recorded the way that the system records it, regardless of whether or not you initiated it. But there are certain actions that you could be doing that trigger a recording of GPS. So GPS may not be a live stream all the time. That's a lot of data. It could be every two minutes. It could be every five minutes. It could be every 15 seconds. But every time you act or interact with a system, it could record that data. That is often what we see on mobile apps. So it's a incremental uh, re uh, recording of GPS data, as well as every time you interact. So when you arrive on a location and say delivered, it's going to capture that information. So there is a combination of types of data, even within these data sets that you need to properly understand before you perform any analysis. Interesting. All right. And so, so clearly, <clears throat> if I'm in the transportation industry and I've got a matter I'm going to be wanting to think about these different data sources, um, how they were created, um, how they're captured, frequency of capture, all, all sorts of, of things. Before I go down the, the rabbit hole of uh, what am I specifically going to be collecting or asking for from the other side, as the case may be. Yeah. So one of the things that you want to do as a company before you get into a situation where you need to analyze this is understand the data footprint of both the company itself as well as the driver. So what information could you pull about a given driver? Now, there is certain information that is regulated. So the DOT says you have to keep this information for this length of time. But then there's other information that may not be regulated and you only keep for a limited amount of time. So going and collecting that data, if you need it for a particular investigation, because you know you have it, could be a more time sensitive request than information that says, 
well, I need to know how many hours a driver was on the road versus not over the course of a three month period to see whether or not they were driving too much. That's pretty well regulated and you're going to have those logs for a lengthy time versus other data sets that may may expire sooner. So understanding that data footprint, but also one of the key things that we're seeing in some states more so than others is the privacy expectation around that data. So if you understand your data footprint better and the data footprint you have about your drivers, understanding what expectations of privacy have been outlined for the drivers? Are they on notice that this is being recorded? A lot of vehicles have cameras in them now and are monitoring driver actions in a different way. Understanding what obligations you have on that privacy and the notices required to make sure that you have the appropriate notices before you go to try to use that data in a court or a, another setting that allows you to... Um, we'll just say avoid any kind of distracting arguments. Mm. And of course, that doesn't even get into the world of the data that the driver themselves may have. An iPhone, which captures all sorts of information, any other device uh, device or devices that they have, if it's, uh, you know, things along those lines. Absolutely. So if you think of it from a couple of different sources, not only what a transportation company's driver could have, they could be FaceTiming while they're driving. They could be playing different games on their phone while they're driving. Or in the, series, or the conversation around meal and rest breaks, they could be playing games while on their meal and rest break that prove that they were not driving, right? Uh, think of it from both the data of what they were doing while they were or where they claim that they were driving. But also, you can't forget about the other parties involved. So especially in vehicle accidents, who are all the surrounding parties that are involved, whether it is the other vehicle, the other vehicle's passengers, all of that could be information or data that could be relevant to a, a given investigation so that you can un understand really what happened or what didn't happen. Somebody's phone could prove that they were not texting while driving just as well as it could prove that they were texting and driving. Got it. So we talk a lot about different data sources and putting a uh, time period when the, we're recording this masters is less than a week away. Uh, I think about Tiger Woods and his car crash and he remembered nothing from it, but that car certainly remembered a heck of a lot about it and told the whole story of what happened. Um, but you've, you've talked to us about a number of different types of data sources. So can you share some examples of, of where IDS has helped a transportation client achieve a successful outcome through the use of data. Absolutely. So we were involved in a class action quite a few years ago now uh, that I was personally involved in, wherein we were analyzing over 11,000 truck drivers, when they worked, how they worked, the contracts under which they worked, the types of payment, how they were incentivized. All of that information came from layering dozens of data streams and nearly a billion records and analysis uh, that class action was ultimately decertified and settled out. Uh, and then also in similar circumstances, we've worked on class actions where crossing state lines was an important uh, criteria. So the Motor Carrier Act kicking in. I've also worked on different ones where proving what type of vehicle was driven across state lines. And then, of course, as we've talked about a few times, the vehicle involved accidents and understanding what mobile what mobile data 
uh, both our client as well as opposing parties have. So all of those type of situations are getting uh, clients a factual analysis of what is happening by leveraging data. Interesting. Um, well, why don't we close it out with this last area of discussion, Hunter? Um, for you, what do you think are the key considerations those in the transportation industry should be thinking about as pertains to data? I think we are creating a wealth of information through data. And there is often a legitimate business purpose around why we have data. Somebody said, I can monitor drivers better. I can create better logistics and outcomes for clients because I know where my drivers are. All of that is extremely important. But I think balancing how you are capturing data and why, along with privacy and expectations, but also think through not only are you capturing it, how can I go get it and layer it together for an efficient resolution? Data can help us tremendously if we know how to get it and layer it together to tell a story. It can also be one of those crutches that you think can help you. But if you don't properly understand it, you may misunderstand it. And so the goal would be to have a good understanding of your digital footprint and that of your drivers so that when the time comes, you're ready to respond and understand your story. Really useful information and great suggestions, Hunter. Thank you for that. Uh, and thank you for joining me today, Hunter. Um, I'd also like to thank our regular subscribers and those who may be first time listeners uh, for spending some time with us and uh, IDS Talks. If you'd like to learn more about IDS or you want to subscribe to our IDS Talks podcast, you can visit IDSinc.com or wherever you normally get your podcasts from. Thank you again. I look forward to talking more about data with you in the next edition of IDS Talks. And Hunter, I look forward to a conversation after you complete the London Marathon to find out just how well you did. It, I, my goal right now is to cross the finish line in a vertical fashion. So <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm setting the bar fairly low, but don't worry, I will have my own data. Uh, my Garmin will be tracking me along the way, I'm sure. Well, I think that uh, you have now teased an upcoming IDS Talks podcast where we will analyze that data to determine whether or not you did indeed finish vertically, not horizontally. Thanks again, <laughs> everyone. We'll, uh, we'll talk data again soon. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Jonathan.